Let's get it, UCLA fans. The Bruins are moving on in sweet butt-kicking fashion. Welcome, everybody. It's Zach Anderson-Yoxheimer on this instant reaction to UCLA's beatdown of the Bulldogs. And one, I have to say, I was wrong because I thought this actually might be a game for five minutes. Boy, was I ever because UCLA straight boat raced the Bulldogs by 21 in the first half. I've even got stuff in my eyes. My goodness, it's just tear-jerking watching what's going on with UCLA. Man, oh man. Thanks for tuning in because it was a team-wide dominant effort. The Bruins shot 54%. They forced 16 turnovers, scored 30 points off turnovers, and kept, most importantly, the Bulldogs in check from the three-point line. Pember, 13 points. Jones, 11 points. Those were some of the keys I mentioned in the early day mini preview on what Max and I has talked already. What did UCLA get? Well, they held the Bulldogs to 30% from three. If the Bulldogs were to pull off an upset, they would have to shoot at least 50 to 60% from three with 20 attempts. That did not happen. UNC Asheville, one of the worst teams at turning it over, not only did the Bruins force turnovers, they converted 30 points off of turnovers. They scored a total of 56 points in the paint and went out and ran 20 points nearly in the transition. It was just nice to see the Bruins clicking in all cylinders, even Singleton before a couple of late misses was hitting. Mack at the end, 10 points off the bench. And what did the bench provide? Overall, doing some very quick math here, we're looking at 24 points. Of course, there's a blowout, so you saw guys get a lot more minutes at the ends. But overall, hey, Amari Bailey stepped up. Hawkes was 17-8. and Nuba with 10 points as a starter, four rebounds. The two big men played well, even with the Dembona out. Which raises the question, was he just sitting because UCLA, Mick Cronin knew that Bona was not going to play and didn't need to play this game? Or is this some serious concern for when the Bruins play at some point on Saturday, I don't know when, at this very moment, at this very juncture, when they play Northwestern? Does that mean Bona's out? Those are all questions that we do not know. But it has to be very, very, very encouraging. The fact that Bailey played well, you had Campbell, who didn't shoot the ball well, but 10 assists, my goodness. And then Nuba and Etienne, what a great job between them because they combined for 20 points, made all nine of their shots, and played spectacular basketball as the Bruins out-rebounded them. They basically dominated in every facet of the game. UCLA had 34 made shots. 24 of them came with assists on them. That means they were sharing the basketball. Everybody was involved, top to bottom, and the Bruins just played great basketball. It's almost better that they watched Arizona get upset in that arena so that they didn't come out flat. And not that a Mick Cronin team would, but you've seen this team. This team has clearly come out and had some slow starts before and everything in between. Yet, UCLA came out with a purpose, a desire, and a real need to prove to the country, hey, we are going to kick some butt, and they absolutely did. They absolutely did against UNC Asheville tonight. There's no other way to put it. Every facet of the game, they practically dominated. This game was tied for 15 seconds, and then UCLA just dominated the whole way. There's no other way to put it. I thought they would win by 25, and the game would be close. I was wrong. I was not expecting this. Even with Bona potentially out, I thought UNC Asheville might hit some threes, make it interesting. That was never the case. The ball was jumped, it was tipped, and then it was over. That was as simple as it gets. Now it's going to get a lot harder. It's going to get much tougher. Northwestern, a 22-win team out of the Big Ten, 
coming off an interesting win against Boise State. That will be a tough one. Wondering if a Dembona is healthy or not, right? And while we've talked about on this podcast, the, the path to at least the Elite Eight is fairly favorable for UCLA. But you still got to go out and win those games. So while today was expected, maybe not in so much dominant fashion, but as expected, now you got to get ready and play that. Expect the much tighter, closer game where we sweat, we get a couple of grays, we lose a couple of years, and we get ready for that Saturday game against the Northwestern Wildcats, two of the top universities in the country, battling it out this time on the hardwood. So it's great to see UCLA come out and have a fantastic game. It's just a matter of what do they do next. In the next Locked On UCLA episode, Max and I will kind of recap this a little more, tell you what you liked, and we'll preview Northwestern and talk about that matchup come on Saturday because the Bruins, well, we're hoping for a big run, and we hope a damn bonus good. The only bugaboo I have to tell to Mick Cronin is, why is Singleton, I know he's your senior leader, he's only got so many minutes left, whether there's five more games or one, but why are we playing Singleton at the end of the game? You know, like, they're up 30, you want to make a run. Put in Russell Strong and Cremonesi with the fire hair, just go put them out there and let them play when you're up 30 with two minutes left, with five minutes left. Like, come on, you're not going to blow a 30-point lead with five minutes left. It just boggles my mind that he has key guys still out there when they're up big and the game is well in hand, and he does not, he refuses to take these guys out in order to protect for their health and prepare them for the next game. I think they need more rest. Either way, we digress, we breathe, it did not have to sweat this one out. And we're glad we waited all day. All the fun happened early. Furman with the upset. You had Maryland early. Everything, all the fun. Arizona going down to Princeton. That was fun. Although, you know, whatever, Arizona, that's fine. It is what it is. But UCLA, that was a fun one. Simple and easy. Could have looked away. Blink. Game was over. Could have had a sandwich, cookie, and everything in between and not had to sweat it out. Thanks for tuning in. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America, number one. Yeah, go check it out because the NBA season's coming to a close. Are the Lakers going to make the playoffs? Will LeBron come back? What's happening there? What You can bet on the likes of threes made, money line, point spreads, everything in between. You can get your no-sweat first bet up to how many dollars back? Up to how many dollars back? Well, we forgot, but it is. You can get up to, I believe, $1,000 back in bonus bets when it comes to if you don't win your first bet, that's again, you can get up to $1,000 back in a no-sweat first bet, up to $1,000 back if you don't win your first bet. That's key. All you have to do is sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get that no-sweat first bet. In the meantime, make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA and our sports betting partner at Locked On. Thanks for tuning in. We'll have more info, more coverage all weekend long of UCLA's run. We'll talk some football. Women's hoops starts in the weekend as well in the tourney. We've got it all on Locked On UCLA. Thanks for helping us hit 1,000 subscribers. Let's get that climb to 2,000. Hit that red button and get excited, Bruins fans. All right, let's go. Eight clap time, baby. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. U C L A. UCLA fight, fight, fight. This has been Locked On UCLA. Go Bruins.